0: It really felt like that where where people outside the industry, outside streaming and video games, just like had no idea what was happening. So whether they were business partners or investors or even sometimes potential employees, like, you know, just have no 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 idea what was going on.
1: Welcome to the Gaming Careers Podcast, a show about the tools, techniques and the people in the live streaming industry. I'm Pete Wilkins and on today's show, how our guest built a company that started as a simple way for streamers to display alerts on stream and the journey in growing that company to the point that just a few months ago, it was acquired by Logitech for a reported $89 million. I'm of course talking about Streamlabs and today's guest is the founder and CEO, Ali Moyes. Now, Ali's entrepreneurial journey didn't start with Streamlabs.
0: It's funny now that I look back on it, Everything that I've done that has worked has been in video games. I've been a gamer all my life, you know, I, that's why I have glasses. i played too many video games growing up, I'm sure many of us have. <laughs> Before Streamlabs, we were doing, uh, uh, you know, I'm an eSports fan, At one point owned League of Legends LCS eSports team called Vulkan. We We participated in the first season of LCS back in 2013, finished sort of second in North America went to Worlds, got our asses handed to us by the Koreans, just like everyone else. So, you know, esports fan. So we were doing this thing called Vulcan, which was daily fantasy esports, kind of like DraftKings in FanDuel for for esports. And that was going really well before the laws around that industry changed. It was around late 2015. And we had a choice, you know, you could stick around for five years and wait for... Like the legal stuff to sort itself out in terms of clarity. Like, can you do daily fantasy or not? Is it legal? Can you have prizes? Can you not? Or you know, do something else uh, within streaming and gaming? I didn't want to stick around, spend ten years waiting for like politicians and lawyers to figure their stuff out. So we we got into streaming tools, and that's where Streamlabs really got going.
1: So maybe it's just me in my hazy memory, but I, I remember the transition from. Twitch Alerts to Streamlabs. Was Twitch Alerts a company that you, you bought or was Twitch Alerts the first name that you guys had for Streamlabs?
0: Good question. So it was a separate tool that we, we merged into Streamlabs. Twitch Alerts really got Streamlabs started. And so, so the thinking there was, you know, when, when we were transitioning over from Vulkan, we, we had a team, we had resources, and instead of trying to like start something from zero and scratch, which would take a really long time, we figured, you know, let's let's take something small that is working, that's showing signs of life, and and scale it, because we have the people, team, resources to grow something, and that's generally more sort of tried, tested way to do that uh, versus inventing. So we put together uh, Twitch Alerts, a um, couple of other tools. There's another one called Stream Pro. Uh, put that together, and that that's what got Streamlabs going.
1: So you mentioned how you utilize the team to to see that growth. How big is the team now working at Streamlabs and how has that changed since you started
0: in 2014? The team back then was about, I want to say like 15 people, 20 people. And today we're we're closer to 80. Most of them are in North America, but a few folks sort of in Europe and scattered around the world for support and, and working with streamers in different languages and time zones. So we don't outsource anything, especially not anything important. Most of the headcount is really developers, engineers, software engineers, and and some product folks and streamer support and streamer success folks uh, that work with streamers to QA issues, debug problems, help get their setup up and running if they have anything, uh, you know, setting or configuration that's preventing something from working. I think those... Those those really are where uh, buckets for uh, almost all of our headcount is, and the reason for that, Pete, is really you know we have such a wide array of software tools that are built on on so many different technologies and platforms, right? So. So there's obviously the website with the alerts and the widgets and the tipping and the payment systems, which is built on a web stack. And then you've got the mobile app, which is you know built separately on iOS and Android with their native stacks. And then we've got obviously the the, the the biggest thing we do, which is Streamlabs OBS, Slops, the streaming software, which is built on a uh, you know C++ like des- electron desktop application.
1: Super interesting. I mean, I used to be a software developer myself before I took on the Gaming Careers channel full-time. So I spent a lot of time at TwitchCon speaking to uh, various people in your team that were uh, developers as well as people that are working on other things. I just think it's a really interesting industry. And and speaking of industry, this is such a new industry of streaming and Streamlabs is one of the companies that really has managed to grow exponentially with the same growth in this streaming world. Have you ever had or run into people that don't believe in what you're doing. I mean, for for me, even taking the leap into doing gaming careers full-time, there were certainly people that didn't understand enough about the industry and the growth that it was seeing and thought it sounded like a bit of a fad. Have you run into any blockers like that, people that just don't understand really why you're getting so involved with the history of esports and now streaming?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, especially the first few years, uh, it it really felt like that where where people outside the industry outside streaming and video games just like had no idea what was happening so whether they were business partners or investors or even sometimes potential employees like people we'd be interviewing or just have no 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 idea what was going on so so we ended up hiring mostly folks who knew what was going on which meant that they were themselves either streamers or viewers or they spent a lot of time on on Twitch or YouTube they were gamers I think even at this point, roughly something like 40 to 50% of the company sort of streams at least occasionally, um, and everyone watches streams uh, regularly, uh, whether it's sort of highlights and awards on YouTube or, or just live. I think it's getting better now, um, and you may have noticed the speed as well. Is I think as companies such as Streamlabs and, and you know Patreon and uh, others in the space have, have been growing it's a legitimizing the space and b really people are starting to see creators as like a real independent sort of economy and a sort of secular movement uh that's going to be pretty strong wave over the next sort of 10 years
1: speaking about these streamers and and content creators what's your opinion on the battle that's going on right now with the platforms where you know, Mix is paying big money to take on uh, Ninja and Shroud and YouTube has paid for courage. I mean, is this sustainable? Is this the right way for them to be trying to acquire
0: new users? It's great question. You know, pull out the popcorn. <laughs> right, Everyone's like, yeah, let's get some popcorn and see what's happening. I think, look, uh, it's super interesting. Uh, things are getting more competitive. Different platforms are really trying to attract bigger streamers and sign-on talent exclusively. I think it's good for the industry. More competition is always good for for streamers and viewers and and folks who make content, tools companies, third-party developers, sort of everyone around the space. I think more competition is good. It creates more choice for everyone, right? So ultimately, I think whatever is good for creators is is good for the industry and this is really good for creators
1: you've recently launched Streamlabs Prime which is a collection of different tools and premium features that streamers can pay for and help enhance their stream and their branding but we live in this world where i don't know if you find this but streamers seemingly want everything for free i know in the past i've contemplated selling some kind of premium course for streamers, teaching people how to get going with a professionally looking stream. But I've, I've talked myself out of doing it because of the worry of community backlash. Have you, have you faced those same challenges with offering a more premium product to the streaming market?
0: 100%. And uh, partly I think it comes from because the space is still pretty new in the sort of long-term view of things. All of this is still very new, right? And this happens with every new space. Our, our team I think was pretty divided on on prime when we were going through the process of like uh, building it, specking it out a lot of people were like nope nobody's gonna pay streamers on everything for free this is a waste of time but we tried it you know we tried it anyway and I think I would I would encourage you to try it as well. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that there are a lot of people who value time over money and who you know just don't want to go through like a lot of extra work to either set up a theme learn how to do something professionally debug their settings Uh, so so you know it's been it's been a pleasant surprise it's uh, for us that we found that with prime you know uh, the goal was let's uh, uh help you look and be professional uh so so you get thousands of themes you get overlays you get animated widgets all sort of built in this library on Streamlabs you get apps um, you know I think there's over 50 third-party apps Uh, we even give you like your own domain name your email address your own (coughs) sort of com website that you can fully customize so, so that you can look professional uh, as a as a streamer. You can look like a small business, right? And it's, it's worked. I think we found that there is certainly a category of streamers willing to pay for that. You know, Pete, this is not too different from like free to play games, right? Where in free to play games, like most people won't pay, but a few people value time over money and then they do pay. And that's Uh, that model works i would encourage you to try it you know a lot of youtubers try uh, streamlabs or patreon uh, or similar tools and they find that like there is a there's a sort of power user demographic that is willing to support you pay and and get help or services or access or, or cool guides or courses in return
1: i totally agree i had a look at streamlabs prime when you bundled it all together and there's actually so much value I think in there for, for streamers that really want to be that little bit more professional and you know, have all of those apps in the App Store, their own website, the merchandise offering offering and all those kind of things. So I think you've done a fantastic job on Streamlabs Prime. I'm excited to see how that develops over the next year going on.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And if you have any feedback, your viewers have any feedback on you know, what you'd like to see in there, we'd love to add more more things. We started with just sort of what we thought people wanted, but we love feedback and we love to add more.
1: Awesome, that's great to hear. So something that's happened in the last few months, it sort of came out on my flight to TwitchCon, was the news that Streamlabs was acquired by Logitech for uh, reportedly $89 million. That kind of investment and that sized company coming into the world of streaming, I think is is super exciting for people like me, but also things must change, right? You know, streamlabs one day is a company of 80 people funded mostly by investors and then logitech comes in and acquires it what has changed at streamlabs since the acquisition
0: you know, we timed the announcement perfectly so so you'd get off the flight and you'd be like what just happened <laughs> <laughs> that was totally planned uh, you know I, I, I put out a blog post uh, when we announced the deal high- level Nothing has changed. We're supporting all the platforms we supported before. Our tools are free and open, so nothing has changed operationally. Streamlabs, you know, the team is the same, the brand is the same, and uh, we're we're still focused on our mission, uh, which is to help content creators sort of make a living doing what they love through tools and software. And you know, Logitech, I think uh, what, what made this a really great fit is they shared that mission. Uh, you know, they they work with a lot of creators across Logitech G, Blue uh Astro and uh sort of the other teams. I'm I'm using a blue microphone right now so to not sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the so there's a huge overlap between Streamlabs users and like all the gear they were already using, right? So like we were seeing people were typically using uh, the C922 or like other Logitech webcams, or using
1: very popular webcam,
0: very popular, right? And and you review all of this gear on your channel, so you have a really good pulse on this. Uh, blue microphones, like there's so much overlap. Between the users they were serving and sort of the users we were serving, and we were just building different things for them, right? So it, it made it made a lot of sense to say, hey, you know, is is there is there a world where we could do this together better? And you know, I'm happy to say like the first few months have been really great. Uh, Logitech, I think the team is just great, been super helpful, and they're able to help us in a lot of ways and with resources that we just wouldn't be able to do on our own.
1: I think for me, the exciting thing about Logitech being the company that acquired Streamlabs is that we sort of saw them dip their toe last year's TwitchCon. So 2017, no, 2018. Yeah, get my ears right. With acquiring Blue and Logitech have been known as a very hardware focused company building mainly peripherals like mice, keyboard, headset, webcams. Then they acquired Blue, which is obviously very well known for their microphones and microphone audio equipment. So Streamlabs is, I think their first, Acquisition in the software space, which was kind of surprising. So, what was it really about Logitech that made them the right company to work with?
0: I think it's pretty cool that Streamlabs was 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 their first sizable software acquisition, which I think says says uh, says a lot about the industry. You know, software tools are are, are becoming more and more important, and to, to creators and and so hardware companies and sort of more established companies in the space are are valuing that. So that's great legitimizes the space more for everyone, for creators and other developers building software tools. I think it it really comes down to sort of shared mission, shared values, culture fit on the team, and just both sides being really committed to building the best things that they they can for, for creators and a shared mission, right? So we have the same customers overlapping to a very large extent. And you always want to be solving more problems for your core customer, right? How do we make streamers' lives easier and easier and easier and better and better and better? That's where I think it, it made the most sense.
1: Oh, that's amazing to hear. And uh, congratulations once again on the acquisition. Thank you. Thank you. So talking about streaming software, I'm sure that you recently saw the news that Twitch have announced their own streaming software, kind of aimed at beginners for now, called Twitch Studio. But I think a lot of people, certainly I was very surprised by the inclusion of their own alert functionality, something that they have left to external providers like Streamlabs since streaming began. So you guys have been doing this since day one of Twitch effectively. How do you personally deal with news like that when Twitch decides to effectively build a feature that directly competes with something that you've been building and working on and developing for years?
0: Uh, Great question. I think going back to sort of... What we talked about uh, earlier, which is more competition between the platforms, right? I think in this case, again, there's there's some more competition with tool developers in the ecosystem, not just streamlabs, but others, Uh, streaming softwares, alert services, other tools. I think it's it's always this is something that's always possible whenever you're you're part of an ecosystem platform's ecosystem and building on a uh, platform using their API. So these things, whether it's, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn or other platforms, like these things are, are always possible and it's part of the process. So our, our, our point of view is competition is good. It'll push us to build even better tools. And we're really going to focus on building the best, most advanced, most capable alert system, streaming software, chatbot theme gallery sort of all sorts of filters and settings uh out there right so a good way to sort of think about this is if you're starting off as making graphics you, uh, you really early on the first few times you might do it you, you know you may open up microsoft paint right or a similar sort of uh, really simple tool and you dabble and then you know you decide you want to do more and more and you get serious, and you get Photoshop or Illustrator. So that's sort of where I see, I think, our tools evolving is I think we're really going to be much more specialized, focused tools for the best creators out there. So we're really going to focus on being the Photoshop or the Illustrator versus the, the paint, if that makes sense.
1: I think there, there needs to be different tools along a creator's journey because nowadays it's not like it was five or six years ago where you could be a big, Streamer on Twitch. If you were just an early adopter of it, nowadays you kind of have to have something unique that you're offering as a streamer, uh, in terms of your personality or in terms of your skill at a game or or anything like that. Really, I think you're going to need more and more of these tools to be able to differentiate yourself as a streamer because it's just such a such a popular hobby or job for so many people out there now. Interestingly, that kind of leads on to the next question: with uh, how much the streaming industry has changed over the last 5 years it's kind of mad to even try and predict what it'll look like in 5 years but i'd love to hear your thoughts of how you think this industry is going to change in the next sort of 2 or 5
0: years i'm i'm curious uh, sort of what uh, on, on your point of view also on this i think it's going to keep growing that's sort of an easy one both in terms of viewers and and creators who who do this consistently and professionally I think we're going to start seeing a lot more non-gaming content. Uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more mobile content that's already happening today. I think things like talk shows and IRL content, all sorts of other categories are going are to grow really, really fast. I think even today, like these days, when you look at sort of the Twitch category page, the just chatting is oftentimes the largest category, even larger than the largest game. Right so i think that's going to continue happening on youtube i think that already is happening asia is sort of an interesting place to look where uh, this this may be going in the next few years right so in china for example live streaming is, is already playing a huge role in in dating apps helping people sort of connect find each other meet socialize it's playing a huge role in e-commerce so in China, their version of Amazon, Taobao or Tmall or JD, you go to a product page instead of just seeing like a picture and a price and a buy it now yeah. button. Uh, you sometimes also, if there's an influencer live, you'll see a live stream right on the page. And, uh, you, you know, they're reviewing products. They're talking about their favorite products in a category, kind of like what you do, right? But imagine all of your content is like available, embedded in a major e-commerce site. So this is, this is what we can see today. My guess is there's going to be a few more verticals where people figure out really interesting use cases where where streaming really changes changes things. That's my high-level take. What's yours?
1: <laughs> interesting that you say, said that about these e-commerce sites embedding streamers because obviously Twitch being owned by Amazon, I've always in my head tried to think about you know if Amazon wanted to push new people into learning about streaming how could they do that with their current stack of you know amazon.com I I just can't I can't really see how they go from somebody looking at a blender on Amazon to uh, embedding a live stream somewhere there but I guess as the industry grows outside of gaming there's going to be more and more natural opportunities for them to be able to do that My personal take on this whole thing, I think I agree with a lot of your points, the main thing being that live streaming is going to grow way outside of gaming. Uh, We're already seeing so much more mobile and IRL streams and as that technology advances and as things get smaller and bit rates get higher from a mobile phone, you know, with the release of 5G and things like that, I definitely think we're going to see way more things live streamed. The kind of content that you see on YouTube, people cooking, people playing sport, people making music. I think all of those industries that exist on YouTube are going to have a live stream audience as soon as the technology advances enough that we can do it properly without a computer and without a wired internet connection.
0: Yep, totally. I think in very soon a few years from now I completely agree with you. You know, it's it's going to be like so common to see people running around with their phones and streaming everything.
1: Ali, I really appreciate you coming by today. I know you're a very, very busy guy. I just wanna ask you one last question. Do you get any time to actually watch any streamers? You're a CEO of Streamlabs. You must be so busy all the time. How do you find any time to watch any streamers? And if you do, who do you like to watch?
0: My, my personal favorite content these days is talk shows on Twitch. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen like the Raj show or any of the like dating talk shows or the streamer talk shows. Like, I feel like since the early days of esports, I haven't seen content that's been this fresh, innovative, and sort of engaging so I just find it hilarious
1: <laughs> that I've seen them they are super popular uh, Raj Patel is that his name the
0: Raj Patel yeah
1: yeah yeah I have seen those kind of shows hilarious
0: they
1: do <laughs> seem to bring in a lot of viewers uh, Ali once again thank you so much for coming on finally I just want to give you the opportunity if people want to find out more about you or more about Streamlabs where can we send them
0: we're on Twitter, so Streamlabs uh, at Streamlabs or at Ali underscore Moise. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'd Love to get feedback anytime from anyone on uh, uh, you know how, how we can make our tools better. What do you need? What do you want us to do? We also have an ideas page at ideas.streamlabs.com where you can send features, things you'd like to see added to Prime. You know, uh, it's 20 bucks a month. So any any premium features, any free features what what else can we be doing to serve you and the community uh sort of love to get more feedback from everyone lastly you know thank you pete for doing such an amazing job and putting together this content this this series of podcasts really bringing bringing the community together thank you
1: What an amazing guy Ali Moyes is. I think we can all agree here that no matter what streaming software or alert provider you have been using, the work that Ali and his team at Streamlabs have done over the past five years has massively shaped the industry that we are in today. I really hope that you have found this conversation interesting. If you did, I do have one small favor to ask of you. If you could just spend one minute going to the Apple Podcast Store or wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast and just leave me a review. Not only does this help new users discover the podcast, it'll also help me in getting more amazing guests exactly like Ali onto the show in the future. So if you can do that, I'd hugely appreciate it and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any episodes in the future. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.